G'day and welcome to the Squad Chat Podcast with Third Culture Kids. Today on this podcast we have... Nunu, hi. I'm sorry. I was just um, thinking about Amir saying good day. Like that was very Australian. Anyway, <laughs> hello everyone. <laughs> hey, Julie in the house. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also have... Celine, hi. Hi, Celine. And then we have... Hey, Good morning. This is Becky. And last Clearly but not least, <laughs> your host, Amira. Okay, <laughs> one question I actually wanted to have a uh, discussion that we were having just before this podcast started is uh, does anyone else find it annoying that in the UK a lot of the toilets are carpeted? Yes. What? Oh my God, it kills me. Just why? What do you why? mean? The toilets? Yeah, the to- yeah. a lot of toilets in the UK are have carpet in them. No, so I've never experienced I this. I mean, I, I, my so place weird. didn't. Where but... have you guys been traveling? <laughs> Maybe you were like out of zone three. Uh, even in <laughs> like in Oxford Street apartments, the toilets, some of them I've been into have carpet. In the apartments, apartments, not like in a shopping mall. What do you mean? I'm like... You mean, like, you mean like the toilet? But you said yeah, like wall to wall carpets. Yeah. Even the shower rooms. Yeah. Shower rooms also have wall to wall carpets. Yeah. A lot of times. I'm searching I'm this in Google it. as we speak. I yeah. I've, I don't I've never experienced this. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like Celine's the only one Ew. supporting me here. Like I used to live in know, southwest of England, and this was so common. Yeah. It killed me Yo. every time. Wait, also yeah, the toilet seats thing. are carpeted? No, no too what? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> um, wow, imagine. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, the floor. Is the okay. floor. I'm talking about the floor, guys. Not okay. not inside the shower, but just outside the shower. Okay. Yeah. So, like, okay. when you pee, if you're a guy disgusting. and you miss, you pee onto carpet, and that's disgusting. That's nasty. Disgusting. And you're not ripping that carpet up, you know, and like washing it every week. That's just there. That's just pee on your carpet forever. But also, though, people have like projectile genitalia. Why are you missing? Why? Why? A lot of men do. You know, it's like it's uh, when. Why? Why, though? If you're a man and you're listening to this podcast, please let us know. Why? Why? Oh, my God. The internet has actually been asking these questions, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to. I had really had to Google carpet in the bathroom, and then like literally UK was one of the uh, suggested Top offenders. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's like you know the suggested search, and it just starts like um, putting in like the information for you. So it's carpet in bathroom hygiene. Bathroom carpets, Amazon. People are getting these guys. No. Oh my gosh. Apparently, this started um, in 1985. Wow. <laughs> Why? Who decided yeah. in 1985 yeah, we have to piss on carpet? Yeah, and they just refused <laughs> to change after that. Like the same <laughs> issue with the UK bathrooms. It's like the double tap thing, one for hot water. And oh one for cold. my God, right? <laughs> that is <laughs> just why. 
I don't mind having two different taps. My issue is if one says hot and one says cold, but cold water is coming out of both taps. Now you got me <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you got no, me so angry. Not hygienic. So when you try to you, like, wash your face in the evening, like how do you do this? You burn your face or you like... No, you it? turn both on you and you get like a medium temperature. <laughs> how? How? From but I feel like the hot water is always like scalding hot. It's never yeah. like... Just a minimum. Yeah. So you literally have to like put your hands between both so that you like don't burn and you don't freeze. It's very stressful. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about two faucets or two handles? Two faucets. Two, two faucets. faucets. Is... Like all British bars. I don't think the handle is in the kitchen, one tap. Yes, bitch. Wow. Obviously it makes sense to have one tap everywhere. <laughs> 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 I'm now googling terminology for taps because is faucet the right word? I don't even know if faucet is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, faucet with faucet, faucet is the hose. Like, what's the handle part, and what's the part the water comes out? The part the water comes out is the faucet, and the handle part is the tap. What? <laughs> what? Well, I thought tap are... was the same as faucet. Yeah. Ah, wait, 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 wait. Tap is the handle. No, no. You got okay, me it's called up. a valve <laughs> no. and a valve no, release. A... I agree with Becky. Is... Thank you. I thought the faucet was the the part where the water comes out. Is a faucet a tap? A tap, also a spigot or a faucet, is a valve controlling the release of a liquid or gas. So is that a yes? <laughs> <laughs> How do we get through uni, guys? <laughs> How do we get through life? Okay, wait, wait. It says here that faucet is the most common term in the US, but in the UK they use the term tap. But Who uses spigot the term spigot? It's technically used by professionals in the trade, i.e., plumbers. So who the f knows? No one knows. Um, okay. In my free time, I'm going to call yeah, a plumber because... and interview him, and that's going to go in this podcast. <laughs> Yo, it says it says here we have a leaky faucet in the bathroom sink. This is like a sentence. So sink um, is obviously the bottom it, part, right? Like that's where the water is going into. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, but I think we all. Agree I would to that. say, I would say so we have a have, leaky tap. What you'd say you have a leaky would, tap on a leaky faucet? I would. I, I wouldn't know. I don't use faucet ever. Weird. I would just say what something is leaking. <laughs> I'm from a former colony, bitch. <laughs> All my British. So am I. <laughs> what are you talking about? The United States is no. also a former colony. <laughs> yeah, but you guys got all the way fucked up. You guys, you just were like, okay, English, I see you doing that thing that you're doing. We're not going to do that. We're just going to go this other way. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like you should take a Elevator pole. and lift. Who says elevator? Who says lift? I say lift. I said elevator. So but is elevator, elevator US then? And Lyft is UK? I feel like Lyft is guess... US. Because the US like to no. shortcut it. No, we don't <laughs> say Lyft here. No, I, you think, don't say I Lyft think Lyft you say in the UK. We say elevator. I think, I think Lyft. I don't... I, I think that's definitely Lyft. 
I think I say it's elevator. Been, like if you ask somebody, yeah, it must in be elevator shop, in the U.S. because the app is the, called Lyft. Where is the this? We'd say where, we'd say where is the elevator? Where's Hands the up if you take the stairs. Or like science hmm? elevator here, not Lyft. Hmm. Great chat, guys. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go interview a plumber, and that will be added to this podcast <laughs> at the end. Um, but until then, okay. So today's podcast, we actually had serious things to talk about. We are gonna be talking about mental health, mental health chat. Boom, boom, Chats boom. about the health of the mentalness in your brain. <laughs> I think we did talk about this. Um, well, we talk about this a lot as a squad. I'm not sure if we talked about it on season one. Um, we definitely talked about self-care. So today we're delving more into like uh, what are or if there are any mental health issues being talked about in each of our current residential countries or our hometown countries. Anybody want to go first? I don't mind. I'll go. Yeah, I think in the last several months, like mental health has definitely become like much more um, of a mainstream topic um, just because like recently there's been kind of like high profile suicides that have happened. So there was like this one um, professor from the UC, um, University of Cape Town. Um, I think he was like a medical, I think that's what I want to say. Just for um, our listeners, this is all in South Africa, correct? Yes, 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 yes. Obviously, this is where I'm from, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that sort of brought out the, the topic of mental health. And then a couple of um, weeks ago, then like a, um, a musician also killed himself. And wow. so now it's just become like, wow, like actually we do have a mental health crisis happening in the country. And, you know, something that we don't really talk about. And so people have started having those conversations and becoming a little bit more open about it. I think it's not typically talked about in South Africa, at least up until this year. Um, but I definitely feel that we're slowly opening up the topic. But I feel like that around about most of the world. You know, I feel like mental health and those conversations are becoming a lot more commonplace. Like, I know I talk about my mental health all the time and I talk about my medication all the time. <laughs> Um, because I'm just also like trying to normalize it for myself yeah. and for people around me. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, like, I guess like important to me that it becomes just like, yeah, it's an everyday thing. It's like, yes, I did pop the insulin today because I have ADHD. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Late diagnosis. Like many women, actually. A lot of women that are like neurodivergent, that's like their brain. Really, they're not neurotypical, so you have like ADHD or um, autism or dyslexia or dyspraxia. Um, they or a lot of them only get diagnosed in adulthood because you know, like for a lot of the studies that have been done on neurodivergent kids and like the, the markers that you would sort of like associate um, for diagnosis, they've, they've done mostly on men and boy children, and so women and young girls like they present very differently in how they display like the ADHD or dyspraxia and like I always thought like ADD and ADHD was like those super high like hyperactive kids in school but I was never really like that but I have like such severe concentration problems and my brain doesn't like 
do things linearly. So yeah, I only got diagnosed like a year ago. I feel like my Ooh. brain doesn't do things linearly and I have concentration problems. But I have a different learning disability. It's not mental health, it's just a learning disability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, being neurodivergent is not like a mental health thing, but it's like a lot of those things can be on the same spectrum, like, you know, like anxiety as well, like feeds into some of that. Anybody else have any other um, things to add or talk about um, oh, here? I'll do. Go for it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> adding on to Nunu's comment, um, in general, in general, mental health and media by um, saying it was some kind of a faulty gas or something, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, there was there was actually like no follow-ups from the government nor from um, health departments regarding this issue. So um, I just find that super weird that no one in Korea would actively protest about it or actively um, seek like, help about it. At, despite the, at the time and stuff too, didn't he like, or not him, but his like sister or something came out and said that he had like went to his company or something or like trying to talk to his like management and like his company was saying there was something oh, yeah. wrong He's with him sure. and they like sent him to the doctor and stuff and the doctors were like you're fine like you're yeah. fine just home you're fine like no one was addressing his depression no one was addressing any of his issues they were like telling him he was fine and to just go home and like shake it off basically yeah exactly but it's just mind-boggling how no one would actually, um, I don't know, like, everyone's just really quiet about this, and no one, like, talks about it anymore, you know? Like, yeah. I understand that it is a taboo, but, I mean, I guess in Korea it's worse, because if your company finds out that you go to, a, um, like, a therapist, then they will sack you for sure. Really? Wow, really? Yeah, or or you will need to quit the job because um, people are going to treat you differently and will look at you differently. Um, apparently wow. in Korea, they don't, you can't really <clears throat> hide your medical records. So if the mm -hmm. company suspects that you're going to a therapist, they they can dig up like all of this um, information through a third party and um, and your medical records will be re revealed to them, which I yeah. find so like mind-boggling. Yeah, that is crazy. That seems like such a breach of like trust and confidentiality. Exactly. It's because they have no respect for uh, mental health issues. It's not a it's nothing to them, you know. It's mm -hmm. actually a sign of weakness and showing that, hey, something is wrong with you, you know, and mm. you're considered more of like a psycho um, rather than, you know, a person that is in need of help and guidance. So, yeah. That is just crazy. I guess that feeds into like after living in Japan for so long. Personally, I felt like, I mean, I've said this before, that a catalyst for me leaving Japan was that it just eventually became such an unhealthy space for me. And 
when I tell people that a lot of people don't understand and they're like, Oh, I don't get it. Like, were you sick? Whatever. And it's not like physically unhealthy. It was a mentally unhealthy space for me after so many years, after so much time. Um, Japan treats mental health in a very similar way. It is not something to be addressed. It's something you keep to yourself. One of my friends who still lives and works there had a friend who is undergoing some serious mental health issues and she ended up having to leave Japan because again, like there was no care there. She was on serious medications, had to go back to the UK and like get her situation taken care of and addressed. And she's still on like medications that goes to therapy and all kinds of stuff to this day and he told me that he thought that being in japan definitely exacerbated the situation because it is very like culturally um a very rigid place things are very black and white there's no blurred middle ground so much and i feel like mental health definitely falls into a gray area you know it's not something you can easily define or box up or address or pinpoint or physically like holding your hand and be like this is what's wrong with me you know so it's it's not something that really is addressed there and that's also I think fosters an environment that is rich for mental health issues a bunch of other things also contribute to this in that culture specifically at least to me but like leaving there was essential for me because at a certain point and like some of the squad members can attest to this after me talking to them over the years Amira especially that is just like Mm. not a healthy space for me and it was my mom that was seeing signs my mom was like at one point she was like I talked to you and doesn't feel like yourself like I've known you your whole life and I'm talking to you now and I'm wondering what's wrong like are you okay like and I think for me that was a whole like um it was just kind of a wake up call and being like, she's right. Like, I'm not actually okay. Like I wasn't seeing this in myself because no one else here would be able to point that out to me or be willing to say something to me. Like, are you okay? And my mom was literally like, are you, are you okay? Like, do you need something like what's going on? You don't feel as authentic as you normally do. There's something missing. There's something off. And I needed to use that to really like address myself, you know? Yeah. I don't. I feel like I understand what Julia's saying about Korea because I feel like Japan was similar for me. So I can't imagine growing up necessarily in a society consistently that treats mental health as a taboo. And I think I'm lucky to have grown up in a certain respect in the United States because of access to mental health care. Not that it is... Like an open thing. I mean, people you see on TV and stuff, they're like, oh, I go to therapy, blah, 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 blah. But it's still not something that you like would talk about with people. You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to my therapist today. I'm sorry, I can't. It still does have a bit of a stigma on it. And if you say something like that, people will assume that you're like crazy or something inside, you know? Yeah. But just to know that you have a choice and that it right. can be covered is, you know, um, right. it's a huge step. It is. It's really, it's, yeah. And at least in the yeah. US, like you're not going to get fired or right, your exactly. Or right. have to leave exactly. your job. You're not going to be like looked down upon the same way necessarily. Yeah. yeah, and it is available, which is a huge thing. Australia actually is one of those places that is like actively and has for several years now been addressing like mental health, and they have things like Are You Okay Day and um, Bad Habit um, campaigns and things, which um 
sort of aid like bad habit campaign is about um people stopping people stigmatizing mental health basically that like people judging mental health is the bad habit and so they do all these campaigns and awareness and fundraiser things to like um, fundraise for kids who need help and can't get it and um to make people aware that this isn't something like you make uh, an issue out of it's like a normal thing and everyone goes through it and we should just like accept it and are you okay day is literally a whole day about reminding people to ask each other are you okay and to really check in on your friends to see like are they going through something do they need you to listen or do they need like professional help from like a therapist or somebody to listen and go through their problems with them and it's all like preventing suicide and and things that were like increasing uh, especially in the youth of australia and that's one thing and i was think thinking about yeah definitely like i definitely see australia as like especially over the past five years it's grown tremendously in how mm. open the society has become it's always been like a pretty open-minded society i think we had like the biggest issue we had was racism and that's come down a lot now um i remember like 10 years ago if i went to australia um i remember like 10 years ago if i went to Does australia racism come down yeah <laughs> like that's it 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 really like before if i like i'm a brown person i'd go into a shop in my hometown i'm not from like a big city and i would like you'd see the clerks and stuff at the counters be like genuinely didn't want to serve you cuz you're brown and when i've been going back recently it's completely changed like everybody every tom dick and harry on the street is like chatty and you don't feel anymore like there's a prejudice against you especially like walking around in the city and stuff um which i think it, it like it's a sign and you talk to people like i was talking to people and being like wow like it's i feel like people aren't prejudiced against brown people here anymore and the brown, other brown people were like yeah it's like really changed and everything and and um and people are just like so much more open now there like it's great i love it this is a campaign to say visit australia <laughs> <laughs> I'll visit when they let refugees onto the mainland. Okay, yeah, there yeah. is like a thing right now going on with close the borders. Yeah, um, yeah. So if I'm like, are they less racist? No, but no. I don't. There have like. I mean, yeah, like refugees are still in detention centers, nonetheless. So you know, we're getting there we one step at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> But uh, I think, like, uh, hearing about initiatives in Australia, like, that's really great because I think that's really something that Norway has been struggling with. Like, with many other countries, like, mental health health has become more discussed as well in Norway. And But it's, like, the real issue is about getting help because, okay, like, you see all these celebrities in media all the time talking about depression and mental health and everything and then how they got through it and how they got help and everything but kind of for regular people then it's still a struggle because you really don't know where to go how to seek help or it's also like the rest of us we're not educated as well how to deal with how can we help out like I know for myself as well 
then I find it really hard to support, know how to properly support friends who would need support from me, for example. And then, like, I'm from a small town in Norway, and we're only maybe 20,000 people. And over a few months, we had five teen suicide deaths, which is a lot for such a small community. And it really affected people. And it's like the teenagers in school, they are the ones crying to the government, like saying, oh, we need something, we need help. And for example, like school nurses, they're only available a couple of hours, a few days a week, you know. So even if you were strong enough and aware that you need help, it's so hard to actually get there. And then also like for psychologists, like waiting lists are so long. It's so hard to wow. get the help. Is there a shortage? So, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh. So it's like, even though if you are strong enough and recognize that you need help, it's still such a struggle. Wow. Like That's um, so intense. Like, I would never think that a place like Norway, which has like obviously such good social services, would be like struggling on such an important yeah. public but, health front. Yeah, so it's like, there's, you like, do it, see it though, it's, yeah, in schools, you really do need more focus on mental health. Like, how I see it, you should have, like, your own class. Absolutely. Like, since primary school, that, like, how to take Absolutely. care of yourself mentally. But yeah, also, absolutely. like, how to deal with stress. Because what is that statistic mm. that, like, the common high schooler today is, like, just as stressed as, like, a mental patient in, like... Um, I can't, I don't know, I'll Google it, but it was something about, like, that the amount of stress that we put on students and the amount of stress that, like, the education system, the global education system fosters mm-hmm. as the equivalent of, like, severe, severely mentally ill patients in, like, the 1700 or 17 or 1800s or something, like, people that were institutionalized, but those are, like, the kids that we have in high school now, like, that's the amount of stress yeah. and, like, things they have to undergo, and no one teaches you how to cope with stress and like yeah. how how to deal with things and like a lot of our cultures are are we're taught to like suppress things sexual feelings emotional feelings feelings of distress feeling of like normal stressors like we don't know how to cope with our environments we're just comfortable mm-hmm. to internalize these things and push them down or like go do this thing or like man up or whatever the alternative is and then people mm-hmm reach a breaking point and just snap like there's one statistic that says like one in five adults in the united states experiences some sort of mental illness but it goes unaddressed one in five adults that is crazy did any of you have like in school any kind of workshops or anything like that that addressed mental health and stress and dealing with it and how to cope and how to see it in your friends or anything like that no No. um I had like something some sort of class I don't remember what it was called but some sort of class to deal with like taxes and like managing your money and that kind of stuff like I was really lucky to even have that kind of class because those aren't offered most places like did you guys home, have kind of counselors class. on campus that were there if you needed to go talk to I thought, I thought it all American um, uh, what is it American system education had um these like health classes because like we we used to have health classes where our teachers addressed all the health issues and how to manage like stress levels and if we need any um help we should go to our counselor 
Yeah, like, did no. you guys have counselors? We have yeah, counselors, yeah. but, like, so, for example, my mom recently... I don't know, like, how to address this, because I don't know exactly, like, what she would want me to say. But recently, she decided to leave her job, and she's been teaching for the last 15 years. Um, and a big part of that is, A, her parents are getting a lot older, and it's that time in her life where she wants to be dedicating more time to be able to take care of her parents. Mm -hmm. And it works because my dad also has a job, whatever. But another big part of that was that the middle school she was teaching at had so many kids that were like on the breaking point. They had like, um, they've been locked down three times in the past, like six months for shooting threats, et cetera. Um, they, they don't have enough counselors. There was a kid who was in her class that would continually make like de- like threats like at kids and at teachers and like fight kids. And when they report him to the counselors, they wouldn't do anything. They'd be like, oh, like he just needs to stay in here and he'll calm down, whatever, whatever. When he's like actively made like threats, etc. So even if they do have counselors, they are A, understaffed or B, underprepared for the situations or don't know how to handle it or see they're not taken seriously. So we do have counselors in schools, but they're not how necessarily effective. Yeah. Right. And they don't necessarily have the tools to help situations or they're not used the way they could be. They're not utilized effectively. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. we did have health classes, but it was more like safe sex health classes. It wasn't like, yeah, life skills practical things yeah. right um the school that i went to was really active on mental health um and we had like every assembly they would be like you know please reach out to your heads of grade or your homeroom teachers or whatever and talk about it like if you can't handle the workload or if something's it's going on at home or whatever and there were counselors and stuff that had a special area that you could just go down and and they were not like counselors for like school and stuff they were more like counselors for like emotional help and like getting you through it and and then if they really felt like there were serious issues then they would be able to address it with like all your teachers across your schedule and work out a way to go about things and so I feel like Singapore international schools, maybe they might be on the ball for this like mental health stuff or at the least UWC. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, how, what are their chances that a child or like a young teenager will go and seek out this help themselves? Like, cause you only, yeah. for my schools, like you saw just on the topic of bullying, you know, like you, you were always told to reach out if you see someone is bullied or like if you're bullied yourself to reach out. But then right? you see all these cases that, like nothing is being done and people being bullied they don't a lot of times they don't say anything because you know it's already embarrassing i mean Mm. i feel like in in high school it's like all they care about is bullying when other people like are also like super anxious other people are depressed like some people are just Mm. like having like crises because obviously they make high school seem like so important like if you don't do well in high school you're not gonna know what you're gonna do yeah. the rest of your life because yeah. you can't go to university so you have to do really well you have to excel so like high school just gets hyped up to be this really big thing like in my high school we did have like two counselors and i went to go see one of them because i was 
I think I was actually like at that time I was like depressed and anxious and like lonely. My brother just got to boarding school, and you know what she fucking gave me? She gave me an exercise to make a timetable. I was like, bitch, time management is not my issue. That's a symptom. <laughs> that is a symptom. Fuck that. Like I am anxious and depressed. Yeah. After that, I just never went to her. I was like, "What's that? She's giving me a timetable to put my calendar." <laughs> but I think, like, of course, they need to be well educated and know how to deal with this different yeah. situation. But I think it would be great, like, if everyone were. It was mandatory that you had at least one session a week, and if you don't want to talk about anything, you just sit there mm. in silence, you know. But like, then you have yeah. a chance at least. I think like Wait. it makes a difference if it's um ingrained in you from like a young age because i know like the school i went to a lot of us were there for like a lot of years before we got to high school and because of that like i knew so many people who would just like really openly go to the counselors and go speak to teachers and be like i'm having a hard time i'm struggling i'm having problems at home or whatever and it was never like they were thinking twice about like, oh, kids might like judge me or something. And I think it's a lot to do with the fact that the school was really open with it from when you're in like fourth grade mm-hmm. or third grade, they talk to you mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because I know I would be one of those people who'd be like, oh, you know, like there are other people have a harder time than me. Like, are my issues really that big issues, you know? Yeah. Like, right. Or I can deal with it on my own. Like, it's fine, whatever. I also yeah. realized, like, talking to some of my friends recently, and I don't know if you guys struggle with this, but, like, the act of not even, uh, like, not asking for help, but just acknowledging that you can't do everything yourself. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. with your jobs or your oh, careers or things like I that. Think, I think <gasps> me, you... Celine, to a certain extent. Jules, I know, is this way. But a lot of us, I think, also comes from our, like, nomadic lifestyles and being independent and, like, living abroad by ourselves. A lot of that comes from being on your own and having to do something yourself or, like, being in a foreign country and being, like, no one else is going to help me. I need to figure out. I need to, like bite the bullet and just do this thing um so you sit maybe in your room and like you pace it out for 20 30 minutes you're like screw it i gotta go to the post office i have to do this thing or i have to go to this like i have to call this company you know and do these things so then when it comes to something more serious that you have to that you should ask for help for because we're to a degree so used to doing things on our own we don't necessarily first think that i could call a person to help me and they'd help me and be 10 times easier. You're just like, no, I got to buckle down. I got to do this thing. I can do it myself, whatever, you know? But I also think, like, if you, for me, just, like, having been through, like, a severe health crisis, I just realized that life's too short to not ask for help. I mean, I'm not that good at it either. Um, but sometimes you just have to reach out because that can literally be life-saving, like, the way that your mom said, like, you don't, sound the same like what's wrong is everything okay because sometimes you don't have that person that's gonna reach out to you and you know ask those questions so you just have to like do it yourself and I mean it's almost like an act of courage as well because then that's like just offering right. yourself up to be vulnerable like that you know it's Absolutely. just yeah I mean 
it's, but it's also like sometimes the only way that you can like grow and move forward and you know get things done and get the help that you need so in segue to that my question or a topic to broach would be as girls as the people that we are we find it difficult we've just said that we find it difficult to kind of reach out for help so what about the flip side of that how do you think we can better help our friends who are reaching out to us for some sort of support or listening ear or whatever from those of us who have experienced mental health issues or have experienced being supportive of friends with mental health issues? What do you think is the best way you could help another person? Um, I actually reckon I one good thing we was- really have as a squad is actually our WhatsApp group. I don't know about you guys, but... I find some comfort in knowing you guys are just there and that we are pretty open about talking about things. Yeah, just by like listening and giving them assurance that um, you're not the only one and that there are other people going through the exact same um, issue with you along the way. You know, it, it just... It gives you a little bit of hope and and I guess confidence in that you it's okay to feel this way, you know? Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. I think so, for me one of the, the things that I've been seeing recently is that like there's been trainings on like mental health crises. So like if so like the same way that there's like first aid, like if someone gets into like a physical whatever situation and you need like to be banders and you know just like regular first aid training there's also like mental health first aid and unfortunately i haven't had the time to like do one of them but i think that's also like a really useful tool that we should like just start incorporating into like in general first aid training because i did first training first aid in high school but we never did like a mental health first aid and i think that's so important because what do you do like if you are in a situation where someone's like literally on the ledge like and it's i mean i know of someone whose boyfriend um committed suicide and she was like right there basically um and you know like i think having that mental health first aid like would have really helped in that case i mean because she was trained to be a medical doctor she is one now but she still wasn't equipped to deal with that situation we recently a few days ago we put a blog post up on the tck squad blog which is about dealing with mental health while you're abroad while you're in an environment that you're not comfortable with that's not necessarily your own kind of how to deal with that and um a quote that i found when i was kind of compiling this blog post was it says healing isn't about changing who you are it's about changing your relationship to who you are a fundamental part of honoring a fundamental part of that is honoring how you feel and understanding what you feel and i think that i really love that quote because i think a lot of times we kind of coast through life in this numb type phase and just under the surface there are all these things going on but we don't necessarily understand our emotions we're not really taught to be like this is how this feels and to like accept how we're feeling um so i think that a big part of helping your friends is to like validate the way that they're feeling does that make sense absolutely yeah so like 
when your friend's going through something, a lot of times in friendship groups that aren't necessarily my own, that I may be an outsider to or on the outskirts of, you'll hear people be like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, you're just going to be fine, blah, 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 blah. Whereas in actuality, you should be like, if you're feeling this way, I want you to feel comfortable enough to tell me that you're feeling this way. And I want you to know that I understand that you're feeling this way. I'm not going to be like, ugh, like you don't know what you're talking about, you know, when it's something that you feel and it's something that you are, You, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another thing I wanted to ask you guys, um, again, in the veins of maybe not being in a space or country or city, or if you're like away at school, Um, what are some resources that you guys have found helpful to create a safe space or to find some sort of catharsis for mental health? On the blog, we talked about different podcasts that a variety of members listen to um, that are mental health related. What about like other sources or sites or people you talk to or that kind of stuff? What do you guys use? Um, Lots of groups. Yeah. Do you guys remember when I had to go to that baby shower and I had like the freak out and I was just on the group? I feel like the WhatsApp group was like my anxiety coach that I used to be like, okay, you can do it. You can face the people. <laughs> I mean, I also really like Twitter because like my Twitter is curated for mostly memes and funny tweets. But I find it like, I mean, it's not always therapeutic because the world is a shit show and Twitter's just insane. Um, but Twitter's it's also like this really small universe of the internet and it feels like, oh, everyone on this platform is depressed and has anxiety. Like, and everyone kind of wants to die. But we're just going to laugh and make fun of all of it at the same time. It's like, oh yeah, casual. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's like anything in particular that I like depend on though like from living in dubai that kind of gets me through the probably creating a safe space at home i don't know if that's worked for or against me because i don't really leave my house now right (laughs) i'm the same my house is for me like the most important part of everything it is my home base it is my safe space I need it to be a safe space for my friends and my family. So I put a lot of effort into my house and my home, definitely. I would like to mm-hmm. thank Netflix for being a safe space for me. <laughs> Amen. Because I really feel like sometimes when I'm super anxious, I literally just like flick on Netflix and watch a show and that kind of calms me down. don't know if that's healthy. But that is what I do. ASMR on YouTube. ASMR. Really? Yes. I always wondered, like, who were the people that were into it. Now I know one. It's it's been like four, no, like five years. No, no, four years since. What's ASMR? I've been listening to ASMR. It's like when you go onto YouTube and you listen to people like making sound. In my head, I imagine Julia listening to people eat like chips or rice krispie treats or something no i hate those <laughs> i like it when they rub my ear or what they whisper in my ear it's like the sound that's made from doing just like miscellaneous things but some of those sounds are actually really soothing so you know like you know? for example the original ones are like what no. you know when you go take, when you what get do you type into youtube 
ASMR. Yeah. You know when you get a haircut and then the lady shampoos your hair and then you get all that mm-hmm. like tingly sen- sensation? Mm-hmm. No. You get that, but in like virtual virtual reality, you know, with like the sounds. You get that Basically, tingly it's people that are like simulated from like auditory, I, I guess, sensations. Yeah. Let's but look at so, the actual oh, way that the, can you guys hear it? I'm playing it. Sensory Yeah, so they'll like I mean, they'll just like recreate certain like sensations by using different sounds yeah. and putting it near the mic and then so they speak really low. Just like so your brain is supposed to have like certain like reactions that have been basically advised. Is that it? Are you playing? No. Yeah. I don't know what that one is, but that one's not good. <laughs> it's ear massage, luxury spa with unique triggers for tingles and sleep relaxation. Look, I'll send you guys a link after. And that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's your fave. I like, I like the mama vibe ones. Like they tuck you in bed. <laughs> There are some really nice ones, though. Yeah. And then there are also, like, like, but they can be, like, tailored to what you need to do. Are you trying to relax? Are you trying to be efficient? Are you trying to be whatever? And you can find ASMR that will help in that. ASMR to use for different situations. Almost like you can customize music playlists. You can customize your, customize your ASMR for, like, whatever activity that you need to be doing. Can you guys not hear that? Right now I'm playing you guys ASMR yeah. intense relaxation. No. I can hear it, but it sounds really weird. It is really weird. <laughs> you're sounding, you're hearing exactly what it's sounding. It sounds like someone's just breathing. Yeah. That's supposed to be intense relaxation. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, Amira, I sent you a link. Oh, I'm gonna play this one now for you guys. Oh. Basically, Julia's like, you're doing it wrong. Please look at the link. Okay. <laughs> and that plus, you have, to, you have to um, wear earphones for this. Hello, beautiful. Are you ready for bed now? This is creepy. Yes. Going to bed myself soon, but I'll tuck you in first, okay? For visual, there's a lady looking this at you. This is a lot. She's the sweetest. There's so much light. She personifies warmth. Guys, sorry to interrupt. Um, did you see Offset and Cardi B have like broken up? And okay, last, me and Amira have been talking Ops- about this, and I've been on last Twitter night, about this. Literally broke, like he literally interrupted her performance, like she's headlining this concert or whatever, and he literally interrupted her performance to say, "Take me back." Wait, who who did Offset? Offset to Cardi B, like he interrupted. Her headlining performance. 
And then he like posted that video for his like apology or whatever. And it's so manipulative. It's literally I just tweeted about this the other day and everyone's like agreeing with me because it is. It's super manipulative. Like she doesn't want you back. And by trying to do this and he's like, Oh, I hope you're back together with me by our birthday. Like it's just ridiculous, I think. I hope she doesn't get back together with him. I hope she lives a free life and ends up upgrading like Ciara did to a good man. Like, she can do it. I feel like Connie likes the her life, but she's done being taken for a boost. So, I I mean, I hope she doesn't fall for these, like, manipulative tactics of, like, you know, because the fact that he's doing everything so publicly, he, he knows that, mm-hmm. like, people are going to, like, start pressuring her. And even people were right, like, other celebrities were writing on her Instagram and saying, like, take him back. You, you just cheated. Like, you, you don't have to end. You don't have to break up a happy home. It's like, no, he broke up the happy home. Like, yeah, exactly. Cheated. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's wild. Like, I hope she doesn't like all praise, all this pressure because he's just. I mean, he'll definitely just do the same thing again. Yeah, I mean, did right. anyone expect him to be loyal? <laughs> no. Because isn't I mean, Cardi, like, like, his kid with Cardi is, like, his third or fourth kid, kid from his third or fourth baby yeah, mama? Really? Yeah, I think so. Before we go, okay, I think we had a really good chat about mental health. And um, if you guys have listening, you guys listening, not you guys podcasting with us. Uh, you guys who are listening, um, if you have any th- topics about mental health that you want to talk to any of us about... Um, you can hit us up on our socials or on our email. We'll be telling you guys all the links later. But yeah, we'd love to hear like if you guys have um, mental health or self-care tips, tricks, things, hacks, whatever. Resources, links, um, all that Share your meds. What medication are you on? Yeah, hey. tell us your story. We'd love hey. to listen. And well, we're, Butrin, 300 MG. And we're here hey. to listen to all of y'all. Prozac. Uh, hey, listen. If you have problems, hey. we're really good listeners. Blankful. Hey, Richelis. <laughs> hey, Sigurta. Um, Before we go... Hey, <laughs> Before we go, this is our Name last is podcast of the year. So uh, we'll be back in January. But uh, I want to hear from you guys. What Did are you your New Year's resolutions? Uh, hope Highs and lows of 2018? Christmas plans? What's happening, guys? What's happening? Oh, my gosh. That's a big question. Let's start um, with Christmas plans. No what idea. are people's Christmas plans? I'm going to be... In- okay. Um, I went to Florida. All right. Really? <laughs> what? Oh my god! Yeah. I go these Hawaii. Why? I literally live in this country now. Hey. <laughs> Why? Huh? Why are you going to Florida? Why? My parents have a house there. I, I literally go there like almost every Christmas. Every year. Yeah. Why? Right? Nunu will be in Florida. That'll be nice. Yeah. Send me, send me a Christmas card, Becky. You should have my address now. Yeah, I do. I do have your address. Yeah, I should yeah. send you a Christmas card. Yeah. I've sent all my Christmas cards almost, so I can put one in the mail, yeah. so hopefully it'll be there by the time you arrive. Definitely I mean, will do. You always send me one, so I'm actually interested in one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I even sent one to Retta that should be arriving soon in South Africa, so. We'll see about that. 
I sent them to everybody. Everyone got one. Yeah, as in like arriving soon. That's what I meant. We'll see about that. I have a pen pal who lives in Italy and we get our letters every single month. <laughs> How do you get a pen pal in Italy? That's dope. Well, it's someone that I already know. Do you guys know Greta from our and school not to be named? Greta Rossi. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you said Retta, and I no. was like, yeah, bitch, I know oh, her too. Gre- Greta. Greta. <laughs> How would Rich be my pen pal? Like, bitch, I can just drive to her house. What? What, do you not want to send her letters? Is that what you're trying to say? I don't, no. Wait, your pen pal is a, is a female? Is a yeah, yeah. Greta. Julia, please. In this line of questioning, I don't understand. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> on track. Julia, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, I'm just going to have um, a big dinner party thing. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I chose a place where there's unlimited wine. <laughs> <laughs> Couples night out, you know. It's like Valentine's Couples night out. Yeah. What? No joke. <laughs> all the hotels and motels are booked on that day. Why? Yeah. Oh so everyone's God. just having crazy monkey sex. Whoa. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, um probably gonna I'm planning to visit my ma and you know, my my mom's side during the weekend and then on the twenty fourth, um, I'll just spend just spend time with a couple of friends during dinner. Have a lemon nice. wine, get shit faced, and end wow. up on the streets or something. I, don't I mean, know. technically, I'll over here, it's not with? a holiday. Me? Uh, so I am going to be in New York City, slash, back in Tennessee, slash, in Philadelphia for huh? the holidays and oh. the New Year's. Um, <laughs> what was that reaction? Because so oh, you were like New York like, and Tennessee, you know, and I was like, actually, two places on the know, same like, day. Literally, the intricacy of my all my plans. I no, don't but understand I thought you meant confused. in one day. I was like, that's confusing. <laughs> you know my whole itinerary, but you're confused. <laughs> I mean, I'm so confused. To be fair, um, like, okay, where are you on Christmas? On Christmas. <laughs> I will be in Tennessee, like, on the actual day. But until Christmas Eve, I'll be in New York City. And then over New Year's, I think I'm going to be in Philadelphia. Bay. Yeah, he is coming <laughs> on Tuesday. We are recording this on Sunday. He is coming on Tuesday. If you guys are in the future coming and from watch our Snapchat stories, coming I will from be the UK. Snapchatting on the story. And you guys will see Okay. No, what he's flying. He he's what? flying Lufthansa. Oh, oh, he's coming, <gasps> Julia. Oh, la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> wow, are so weird. Wow. Anyway, my house is all decorated. My Christmas presents are wrapped and finished because I started Christmas shopping early because I am prepared. And today I'm going to hopefully okay. bake some Christmas cookies and. I guess I have to pack, and yeah, but I'm so excited to go to New York City. I haven't been in almost a year, and Amira, 
who in- intimately knows my itinerary, has sent me like 50 food establishments that I must taste test. Please, please, please. <laughs> For me, I don't really care about your bait. I feel like you should tell your bae, I have to do this for the squad, and mainly for Amira. (laughs) So, hopefully there'll be a lot of food pictures that you guys will have seen on the Snapchat and the the Instagram story, I'm sorry, and like the feed and stuff. So, hopefully those of you listening in the future totes all that, and now it'll make sense. Um, What about you? Tell us about your holiday and how excited you are for it yeah um i have family coming to dubai um so i have a christmas lunch happening at my house and i'm being an adult and hosting a lunch at my house so yeah and i'm really excited you know family i'm very excited (laughs) All of that family in my house for a month. My family will be in my house for like a month. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. You're going to have to take over the story one day because I just want to see what's going on. I want to leave the country if that's possible. (laughs) I hope they don't listen to this podcast. And if they do, this the is a joke. If they're listening, people. it's a joke, guys. It's a joke. Hey, family, this is a joke if you're listening. I love you guys, really. Thank you for coming to my house for one month. I appreciate it. Not a joke. <laughs> um, okay. And just before we go, guys, don't forget you can catch us on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes Podcasts, and you can get in touch with us on social media via our Twitter and Instagram at TCK Squad. Oh, and don't forget, for season two, we've started something new. You can actually go to our website and follow our blog, and the link you can find is on our Instagram. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>